Welcome to the Black Men Think Podcast. If this is your first time here, know that the views and opinions expressed by the Black Men Think Podcast, are those of the Black Men Think Podcast and not the individual members. With that being said we're about to be unapologetically, undeniably black. Enjoy. Hey man, um, alright, so, I just got one question. Is there anything, like looking back, if you could, just one thing that you can do over if you could? Just one thing though. Choose wisely. Just one thing. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's a, that's a pretty big question. Huh, one thing. So like, not necessarily anything that I regret, but no, just just something that like, if I could do it again, man. Come on, Mo, get it together, man. I'm trying, bro. I'm trying. You got one? Because I mean, you know, I've lived a good life. Just okay. I mean, outside of this, you know, quarantine haircut I got right now, or lack of, <laughs> everything else has been pretty peachy clean. I'm just saying. Uh, you're stupid. So I always a need. Clippers. Wow. Anyway. So, if there's one thing that I can change in my past, you know what? I think one thing that I personally would have changed, um, I would have did a study abroad program. Um, huh. I feel that. I definitely feel that. I, I, I can dig that. Where? I, I don't even think it would have mattered, um, I, but I think being able to take advantage of that opportunity because it presented itself to us and we we, we could have did it. I think if I had to do it all over again, I would really do that. Um, I, I've talked with some people that had a chance to do study abroad from other schools or even at Georgia State where we went to school at. Mm-hmm. And they just said it was a life-changing experience. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's one thing I probably would have looked into a little bit more uh, and thought about doing. Um, that's just one of probably many things <laughs> that, mm-hmm. I, that yeah. I, I would do differently or change uh, that I didn't do. What about you, Jenny? That Ironically, that was actually one of the things that I was going to say, man. Um, just because I know that would have gave me the opportunity to do one of the things I really enjoy doing now, travel. Um, and, and so, and I think, well, I know the reason why I didn't do it is because I was just closed-minded. You know, just thinking that, oh, man, you know, I got so many things I'm trying to do now and not even thinking about how big the world is. Because, of course, back then, you know, the Internet is nowhere near where it is now. But in my mindset, I was thinking like, man, but I got to make these beats, though. (laughs) And, and, you know, you know, you know, truth be told, I could have easily did that over there. You know what I'm saying? But. For the sake of having something different, I would say what I would have done is just um, manage finances a lot better than I did early on. Um, and, and really, it's because it wasn't that I was like a crazy spender, but I just didn't, I didn't, I, I wasn't consciously saving anything. I wasn't thinking about 10 years from now, you know what I'm saying? I was more so like, oh, I'm going to get it. You know, I've always had that mindset of I'll, I'll get, you know, the money back or whatever. And so uh, just having that that foresight back then to say, like, you know what? No, I'm not going to lose hope 
scholarship so I can graduate and not have any um, student loans and then graduating and you know taking a job I, I probably would have took a job where I can get the highest salary possible so I could have stacked as opposed to oh you know just I'm gonna work my way up type thing you know what I mean having that I, I think I was probably a little too optimistic um, at 18 to 22 when I could have been a little not and there's nothing wrong with being optimistic but I think I could have been a little more realistic during that time period and just like prepared some things that um, would have set me up because I had like a five year of trying to uh, recuperate from all the damage I did as a, a young adult you know what I mean so I would have had a nice head start if I just would have handled that at an earlier age when I had the opportunity to. Right, right. That's interesting. All right, Mo, we're back to you, man. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's a lot of things like shot through my head, you know, um, from a lot of different eras. But you know, I think I'm gonna, <laughs> I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna settle down. Uh, JD, JD, Cup. JD, I'm, I'm gonna let you live on that one, JD. Uh, we, we ain't gonna say it, but I, I called it. I called call it too. I didn't want to let you know. I called it. Nah, nah. I see. That's y'all got to get your head out the gutter. <laughs> I nah, might, I uh, might not be as fast as I used to be, but I'm still quick. <laughs> you funny. You're old too. You're old, by the way. Hey, um, hey, hey. Let's not bring age in this. Hey, man. Hey, <laughs> I turned 36 this this weekend, so. Oh, bro, I keep forgetting. Yeah, you got a birthday coming up. Yeah, quarantine man. birthday on the way. You yeah, know, still trying to figure out how to celebrate, but um, this is, this is a good conversation because of that because it's kind of reflective. You know, I would right. I think I would have purchased a property at a young mm. age. Mm. Yeah. Um, mm. you know, it's it's interesting, man. I would have loved, like, looking back, I would love to have ownership in in a property, like coming into marriage. Like my wife, she had already done that, you know, and um. That was a big move, you know, and, and, it, and, you know, for somebody her age to kind of have that insight, like, let me go ahead and get a house. Now, granted, you know, there's probably a few things she would have done differently, you know, about that process, you know, I think mm -hmm. being older, being wiser, so on and so forth. But had I done the same thing, you know, the selling of one of those properties when we got married would have been like seeds that we could have put in a different direction or... Mm -hmm keeping that property and renting it out. Right, right. It would it would have gave us kind of that that head start in a way that a lot of our black families don't get a chance to do, let alone ever think about, you know? Right. Let alone ever realize is a thing. I mean, right. You know, flipping homes is, is kind of a new a new a new term, right? You know, it's not new, but it's it's something that's that's becoming a little more seen and and people are kind of taking their chance at it a lot more. Um but I would have just loved the opportunity to kind of come into this phase of life with that under our belt. Mm -hmm. and, right. and I just can only imagine how far, how much further along to where we want to be, we would have, we would have been at this point right. had I done that. But, uh, you know, I mean, I was kind of like you, you know, JD, it was grind season, you know, forget corporate America. You want to go work for yourself, which is, which is commendable. It's a great thing. It went well, went very well. Um, you know, and I just didn't have the knowledge or the insight to, to think along anything relatively close to that. 
Right. Yeah. But yeah, in I hindsight, feel. I wish I had that 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 knowledge a lot earlier. You know why? Yeah. Why you speak about that? I think one one thing, another thing that I I, I would have done um, or took advantage of would have been internships. Um, hmm. Uh, because oh, you know, big. yeah, because I did an internship um, in my master's program, and man, it changed my life, and I made so many great connections that even to this day, um, I, I you know I have really good connections that you know, and these are people in very high places right now. Yeah, um, yeah. And so I wish I would have did that more frequently through undergrad because if you couple that with my master's. Um, uh, externship, man, the, the connection and the network I would have had probably would have been so much bigger. Uh, we still, I, I still have a pretty good network from, from college, from Georgia State days, but I just think having that, that wider net, you know, yeah, um, yeah. I think would, would, would have put me in a, in a tremendous position coming out of college to, to JD's point, um, mm -hmm. to where I could have got that better paying job or I could have right. been further along or I got a, a head start than where I started at, uh, as opposed yeah. to just working my way up. Uh, so I wish I would have known more, because we always used to talk about the importance of a social network and things of that nature, right. and even in college. But I don't think we really capitalize on the opportunities to build out that network. Uh, we build it out in different ways by going to parties and stuff. But, Correct. <laughs> we made acquaint we had acquaintances in different we, ways. We had acquaintances know? and we we yeah. knew everybody on campus, everybody knew us on campus. But I wish that I would have See stop stop there right there, right? I'm only gonna say this because my wife just came into the room. She don't believe that we was popping in college, bro. <laughs> Man. <laughs> well Man. I'll just say um legendary. Yeah. Hey, hey, JD. Uh, the, you can tell them to ask Tasha because Tasha, like, there was nobody in college that they didn't know. So let's tell them to ask Tasha. Oh, I, and I appreciate that. I appreciate that, Tasha. Shout out to Tasha. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, my wife will probably hate on us a little bit, but I think she she knows. She knows. She knows. What she loves she, she, she knows she was connected to 309. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 309 was, was the home base for a lot yeah. of things. <laughs> yeah. She's mad right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Hey, I will say this, yeah. though, man. Tor, you bring up an, an incredible point. Like, my internships were A1, bro. Like, and honestly, all of them maybe not not as A1 as one main one, but like that internship with the Grammys. Mm, yes, right, yeah, right. That was a good I remember that one. Man, bro, like, I, I want to I pause right now because you got us in to be able to see Carrie Hilson at the time. Uh, man, when she was on the popping. Man, yeah. I mean, shout out to you on that, man. You really. You really put us Carrie, in, yeah. in a good spot, spot at that time, man. Just was, and, hey, Carrie, how you doing? Uh, Henny and apple juice, bro. Yeah, yeah and there it is. And there, yeah. Jay, I remember that time we um we got to get a chance to go to the Maroon Five concert. Yep, you know, Maroon I Five. I mentioned that in, in a previous uh, episode. Yeah, it was uh it was another group too. I think Panic at the Disco. Yeah, yeah. Now that was, that was good times, man. But yeah, like speaking of internships, bro, like um. It is one thing. I mean, like, I was just so naive to the whole process of intern. Well, not even just naive. I was just, I don't know what I was on, man. Because, you know, Mo and myself, I think age two, we were all at DTP at one point in time. And, I was, too. And, and Purple Ribbon. Yeah. And, and Purple yeah, oh, yeah. And, and I And I think, looking back, <laughs> yeah, looking back on that experience, I could have took more of an advantage 
of that. You know what I mean? I, I think I was in that mindset of like, I already know what I want to do. And I don't necessarily want to be at this one spot. But I could have utilized that way more looking back on it. I was just kind of not necessarily happy to be there. But it was one of those things where in my mind I always knew I wasn't going to stay there. As opposed to trying to use that to get another position in the music industry you know what i mean i wasn't thinking like that i was like no nah, i don't want to intern bro try to get these beats off and like <laughs> not thinking that you know i could have easily been a producer at dtp you know what i'm saying if it could have worked that angle but to that point man i just thought about that that time that we was there because i think you guys came got into that internship a little bit different than how i came into it um mm-hmm. but man the people oh, yeah. we met i mean we met everybody you who was anybody I came, D. Lawson, right? Yeah, I came okay. into yeah. D. Lawson um, through another friend from another business venture that I was helping out with. Yeah. And then it, then I'm like, wait, you guys are there as well? So it was just, it, yeah. was just man, it was a great experience. I mean, we met every happening Atlanta artist in the right. 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> through that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and that's, that's, go ahead. And I was going to say, and, and to this day, I, I still keep in contact with some of them, you know, having the opportunity mm-hmm. to sit down and talk with Jeff and Shaka, uh, mm-hmm. having the yep. opportunity to talk with Sharifa, which was an up-and-coming artist mm-hmm. at the time. Right. And then right. the countless other people that, you know, uh, we was able to meet. Y'all remember the video shoot we got, <laughs> we went to Indeed. through that connection. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was just such a great thing, man, to meet one of the best uh, video producers at the time, Hype. You know, at the time, mm, man, yeah. it, it was just, it was just, that was one of those things that, you know, um, I, once again, I wish I would have took more advantage yeah. of the internships and the different connections we could get, man. Uh, didn't mean right. to interrupt you, Mo, but yeah. I just no, 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 no. Yeah, I, no, I, I was just going to say, man, it's crazy. Like, I think y'all alluded to like networking, you know, earlier. And I wish I cared enough back then to like network the way that I could have. And granted, bro, I, I, I did. I did a lot. Like, you know, like, like I found myself in a lot of situations, you know, with all these different internships. I mean, from, from the Grammys, which is incredible. Shout out to Aaron and Michelle, you know, still holding down the Atlanta chapter. Um, I got to, I got to meet Chris Brown, like during his first, like it was so many different people that I was in front of um, during that time there or at Perp or at BTP and, and, you know, even just the network of the up and coming people around us, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, from, from Paris, Kurt, Matt, the mayor, you know, the, the list goes on, you know, Ray mm. Daniels, Rock City, right? you know, all these different names of people that, you know, some I had great relationships with, some I could have massaged those relationships a lot better. And I think right, if I was right. a, a little more aware of the, the importance of networking, I mean, it's just no telling what the network would be like. Now, granted, I have a lot of good relationships from that, you know, but could be a lot further, you know, right. could have. Yeah. I think like you were saying, um, it's a lot of that has to do with, of course, you know, having foresight is one thing, but I think a lot of that, especially dealing with internships, is that you're just not thinking that far ahead. You're you're living in the moment, which is a good thing to live in the moment, but, um, you know, walking into any internship and thinking that, hmm, this person that is the secretary at this internship might mess around and be like the VP 
in 10 years. Yep. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're not you're not thinking about that because in a sense, I mean, okay, a lot of it has to do with pride and ego because we saw ourselves at a certain level already. But and that's another the thing is, yeah, because, I mean, I look at even if we're using the same example of like the DTP, right? Like we were in the promo department, but you look at the people that are in that department and where they were able to navigate where they're at now. And it's just like, oh. Bro, we were surrounded, bro. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, you like Dean, Dean Paris, all of that. Um, all of them. You know, yeah. one thing that came in mind, I don't know if you guys remember, I know I know a bit, it was a uh, potential benefit for all of us, but I think the meeting, it was me, JD, Corey, and Brian. But we we had the opportunity to meet with the president of operations for uh, Tyler Perry. You remember? Oh, yeah. When, when Tyler, I was there too. I was oh, there yeah, too. Were. Okay, I couldn't mm-hmm. remember who I was there, but yeah. I remember we was. This was back when he, before he had the studios, guys. Right. Mm-hmm. Just, it was over there behind where now in Atlanta is Seventeenth uh, Street. Yes, off Seventeenth mm-hmm. Street where Atlantic Station is, but it was before all Atlanta Station. <laughs> and That's crazy. We we really literally was in there talking to an up and coming mega super film producer actor. Right. Anything. Right. Yeah. We was we was talking with this team, and it, it was through those connections and, and networking. And, you know, I just wish we would have been a little bit more aggressive, a little bit more uh, uh, thinking forward in that yeah. instance. Because I think that could have took us to a different level as well. But you live and like you learn. Seizing that opportunity. Yeah. Seizing that opportunity. I, I got a question for you guys. And it kind of spins mm-hmm. off of what we're currently talking about. Like, But I'm, I'm going further back, you know, which mm-hmm. is going to require us to kind of tap into our memory a little more. You know, these are these are things that we've mentioned, like in our young adult, you know, age. And obviously, you know, I'm sure there were intricacies about our college career, about our young adult life, maybe you know, post high school stuff that we would just shift a little bit or experience a little more, or something like that. Is there anything about your childhood that you would change? When you say childhood, how far back? Okay, that's a good question. <laughs> um, I mean, let's let's go early years, like maybe you know. Eight through twelve, you know, elementary mm. leading up to middle school. I mean, or middle school. Like, I mean, mm. it's, like, what would you? I can say for me personally, um, those ages. So, like, late elementary, middle school to middle school, I did a lot of following during that time period like I got caught up in like gang culture being a new kid at a school not necessarily you know trying to I was just in an awkward phase like I started at a new elementary school in fourth grade and you know it was an elementary school in the middle of the hood <laughs> and I wasn't like from that neighborhood you know what I mean like I stayed not too far but that wasn't the neighborhood that I was from and so you know you just kind of see everything around you and you just like okay this is I know this ain't necessarily me, but I'm kind of just like, I'm here. And so uh, I spent a lot of, especially like six, seven, and eighth grade being somebody who I really wasn't and like legit living like a double life. Like I would, you know, be the, the kid, do all my schoolwork, but like be trying to game bang, but then come home. And the only thing that my parents know is I just all of a sudden love blue. Like <laughs> I just love blue. Like, oh, I want blue dickies blue chucks like you know what i'm saying but 
that was the only thing that they could pinpoint. But, you know, I was still a regular kid at home. But once I left home, it was like Game Bank Central. And so I did a lot of following during that time period where I feel like I could have found myself a little bit earlier. Um, but, you know, looking back on it, it also helped to understand what it was to be a leader because I started looking around. I was like, no, I don't want to do none of this stuff. And, and, you know, I was heavy in the athletics in middle school. And I think that, you know, I could have worked harder on some of those things uh, because I've always loved baseball. But for me, baseball was just like a thing to do, not necessarily a thing to be. And I think if I was like at another school where those like a would have been more opportunities, um, it would have been the competition would have been the same, but it would have been more opportunities for me that I would have took it more serious than being at the school that I was at. The uh, competition might have been a little bit more, but I was just surrounded by other things. You know what I mean? So I wasn't really. It was just like, yeah, I play baseball. Cool. But I didn't take it serious. Like, you know what I'm saying? I I went to practice and left practice and went to go home and burn CDs so I can make money. You know? <laughs> so, you know, I didn't I didn't ta- I didn't take it serious or whatever. So I would say that that's that's probably one of the things that um I definitely look back on and was just like, yeah, I could have did something different. Interesting. Hmm. So what you about? You know, one of the things I probably would have did, I probably would have tried to convince my, my 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 parents to let me pursue like singing or acting. Uh, hmm. uh, I think I, you know, granted, it would have totally changed my life. <laughs> right, hundred percent, hundred percent from where yeah. I am now. Uh, but I, I think I would have tried to at least pursue that, really. And, hmm. And, and really just focusing on that. I mean, uh, me and you have dabbled and talked about it before, about, you know, at least the singing side of it. But I, I really think, you know, um, pursuing that to really be able to have a voice, you know, to influence things. Um, I think that's the biggest thing for me, you know, being able to influence things um, for, for the betterment of people, you know. So I probably would have pursued something like that, you know. Um, that's probably mm-hmm. the only. That's the only thing I can think of right now. You know, there's some so other say, things probably. So you're saying you had Teddy Riley dreams? You know, you, you, was, <laughs> you was you was trying to be that dude. You Man, know? well, you got to remember. You know, we had Michael Jackson. We had Keith Sweat. We had right, right. You, know, you was that guy. You you was the R and B head. You, you know, you definitely definitely, was, you know? definitely. Yeah. still is. Tor is the only dude I know. Yeah. We could be four deep in the car, and Tor would have the R and B. I would, I would <laughs> crank it up. I would crank Straight it up. Straight jamming. Yeah, we all looking around like what? You know? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, but I think that's that's probably the things I would try to change. I like that. Um, all right, I'm gonna go deeper. Well, I don't know if it's deeper, but it's just deep for me, right? And I don't know if I actually, well, obviously, I don't have the power to change this, but if I could change it, I would. I would have a sibling. Hmm. I would have a sibling. I, um, I'm an only child. You it's, know? Over, it's um, overrated. It's overrated. I'm going to let you know. Oh, you mean having a sibling? I, listen, trust me, I see it every day. I see it every day with my four, uh, which is mind-blowing to me on a daily basis because I'm sitting here yeah. like, why are y'all tripping 
over each other so much. But I, I mean, my wife's just like, it's just, that's how it goes, you know? Yeah, yeah. it is. The older or the younger, when you're the younger, your job is to get on the older's nerves and so on and so forth. And I'm just like, okay, I guess. You know, and, and, and interesting enough, like I truly, I'm saying this as a person that truly appreciated being an own child because more than anything, it, it wasn't really about like having your own and not having to share. Like, I don't really care about that stuff. It's, it's, it's like to have that space was, mm-hmm. was, was huge. Like, you know, like really I could just sit in my room at night, like silence or sit in my room and listen to music. You just kind of had space to do you. Right, you know, right, right. Know? And it, it doesn't really go back to like sharing things. It's just more or less like there's no interference with your progression, you know? But on the flip side of that, I, I've always wanted a little sister. Like I've just, I've always wanted a little sister. Um, you know, and, and I guess this is why I probably made really close friends in my neighborhood and in my schools, you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. even to some degree, like our, our, you know, y'all, you guys, like, you know, I consider y'all my brothers. You know, I got another set of, of two homeboys that I've known since I, I was like six. They're like brothers to me, you know, and I, I think I've probably drawn a lot closer to my external relationships because not because I didn't. Right, 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 right. But I've always wondered what it would be like, you know, how would that change my perspective, my the whole dynamics about life? You know, I just, I, it was just it would have been very interesting to grow up with somebody else in my home. So yeah. that's that's something I always think about. Yeah, you're saying that, man. I always wonder what it was like to go to school with a brother or, like, go to school with a sibling. Um, I had, you know, a cousin, and, you know, we definitely we were very close. Uh, but we, like, we, how, how can I put it? My cousin that I went to school with, we were very close, but we weren't necessarily, like, we were not the, the crowd that we wouldn't hang out with each other outside of. Like, if we were not family we wouldn't hang out with each other type thing. And that ain't, that's not like a diss, but we just have different interests. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I wonder what that would have been like to have a sibling in school, you know, in high school. And right. So I'm, I'm interested to see like how my girl's gonna, gonna be cause they two years apart basically. So they'll, you know, they'll pretty much be in school together, you know, throughout throughout their whole life so um i'm interested to see how their dynamic is gonna be but that's one thing i always wonder what that would have felt like because i mean y'all know it's a gap bro i got like my older brother is nine years older than me my my younger brother is nine years younger than me and my sister is 16 years younger than me so it's like (laughs) it's a gap it's a huge gap bro between all of us so yeah Mm. Well, I was, you know, I'm kind of similar to you. Like, my closest sibling was like, you know, was about five years older than me. Well, five years, four years older, but five years because of how school, you know, yeah. school is. Um, I, you know, so I kind of went to school by myself, but at the same time, since my whole family went to the same school district, everybody <laughs> knew me. You know, my oldest yeah, sibling, yeah. my oldest sibling is ten years older than me, so you know, I. Every grade I went through, you what's his name, little brother? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I am. That's funny. So, so it was, it was always same least, teachers and all that stuff, right? Yeah, what well, we, we, all of me, me and all of my siblings didn't have the same teachers, but mm-hmm. it was at least one of them that had any teacher that I had, except yeah, for like right. maybe new teachers and things that they did. Yeah, but outside of that, they'd be like, oh, you're Martin? Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I know you. 
And then my mom was a teacher, so yeah, oh, yeah. Was, uh, everybody, everybody knew me. It couldn't be me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. That's funny. <laughs> what about high school? Because I mean, do y'all even remember high school? Oh yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, I re- I remember it, bro. I remember for some reason, bro. Like I remember pieces, but it's for, like, and it's not even that I had any bad experiences in high school. I, had a, I feel like I had a really good high school experience, but it's, it just seems so far removed from like right now. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can could, I could probably talk with people about it and start remembering things. But I feel like, man, when I walked out of my high school, me and another group of friends were just like, deuces, yeah. we're done. And mm-hmm. I remember- I know, a lot of, I know a lot of people like that though, that, you know, well, I'll ask you this, like, so in high school, did you, were you like active at, at school or were you kind of like there did working then like came home? Um, I was somewhat active. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I ran track for two years. Um, I didn't play basketball through like my entire career, but I started out in ninth grade with it and I just got locked into music and I stepped away from sports. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew everybody, you know, I was cool with everybody. I didn't really had no enemies except for maybe one or two people randomly, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't know, like, in the shell guy. I mean, I was pretty similar to, to college. You know, I, right, I, didn't right. no, I didn't have no beef to anybody, with anybody. I was cool with everybody, in the mix with everybody. All cultures, all creeds, it didn't matter, you know? Um, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know what it was about it. I think, I don't, I don't know what it was about the experience that made me just kind of be like, I'm, I'm, I'm good on this. I think, I, I, I think it was weird for me. Let, me. let me just kind of give the backstory. So, I grew up in, in, in Southside of ATL, College Park, before it was called South Fulton, you know, like this is for real, for the real College Park. Um, right. You know, I went to school down here for all the way through top of eighth grade, and then my dad wanted to move closer to his church, so we ended up moving up to Gwinnett County, which at the time was totally different than it is now, you know, namely like the Grayson Snellville area. Um, you know, which is with Snellville is like, I mean, you, you don't see people of color all over the place. When I got there, I was one of nine black kids in my entire middle school. Mm-hmm. So it was a culture shock. I went from all black area to like, man, what in the world is going on around here? You know, I got called a nigger within like the first two weeks of of of, of uh, middle school of, of the eighth grade year, you know. Um, so it's definitely a difference. But with that, I got exposed to a lot of culture that I had no idea about. Now, I, you know, in hindsight, I'll debate a lot of those things that I got exposed to in terms of like whether or not they were authentic for who I am as a black man. But needless to say, I, um, I got to see a different side of, of, the, of, of the world, a different side of America, so on and so forth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I had some really good friends from college. None of them, ironically, I'm, I'm still friends with. Um, you know, if I see some people that I was close with, I mean, it's no beef or anything like that, but I just, I'm not close to those people anymore. But at the end of the day, when I walked away from that place, I was good. You know, I, I felt like I had, had done all I could do. I experienced everybody I could experience and I was ready for the next phase. I was ready to get back to Atlanta, which is why I chose Georgia State. Um, and I feel like my college memories are a lot more impactful in terms of shaping me necessarily my high school i just feel like high school was just high school so i don't know i don't know if that has anything to do with it but i just i don't i don't lock into any of those memories that much so once again for me i probably would say i probably would have focused a little bit more on track 
Um, I, I, you know, I ran track from middle school up to high school. Uh, I lettered, I lettered in track. Uh, I went to state every year in track. Wow. So you used the real uh, deal. Oh, oh yeah. I didn't play games. I didn't play games. Yeah. Uh, I just wish, I wish I would have really capitalized on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think because I was just tired of the practice and things of that nature, I really didn't yeah. really just focus in on it. Um, I had some potential opportunities to go around track in college. So I, I think if I, I, I would have followed through on that a little bit more mm-hmm. um, uh, and, and probably tried to run, you know, in college and, and maybe even professional. Um, so I think that's one of the things I would have changed about it. But once again, it would have drastically changed <laughs> my, my life. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, uh, so, but I, I think I, if, if, if the younger Tory will probably would probably have tried it, you know, stepped out there and tried. It. Yeah. No, it's crazy, man. Because like I, I remember high school. Um, and I was like a man in high school too, just like college. Yeah. So I was no, the same like, person. Same. I, I was definitely the same person in, in high school as well, man. Like, you know, of course, I played I played baseball. Um, freshman year, I started playing football, and I quit. I was just – it became a job, and I was like, I'm I'm cool on this. Like, <laughs> y'all practicing the first day of school. I'm, I'm just trying to, like, become, like, a high schooler or whatever. But, um, you know, I, I look back on it. High school really shaped a lot of what I do now indirectly, and I didn't even realize it. Like, just the fact that – I went to a high school where it was a fine arts magnet school and my um my area of study was um uh, mass media. And so, you know, I'm in the ninth and tenth grade learning how to edit video and not even really realizing, you know, I'm just there doing it, but I'm learning to edit video. I was like a cameraman, editor, um, for the news team and so completely speaks to who you are now. Yep. Right. Right. And, um, you know, I definitely had a love for music at that time, too. And I was, you know, making beat tapes and mixtapes and selling CDs. And so a lot of the things that I did, um, just that that started that entrepreneurial spirit started in high school. Like I was selling candy CDs and uh, doing trips to Six Flags and like organizing events. So it's, it's crazy that I look back on it. a lot of the things that I'm doing now they actually started and were shaped in high school. Um, and not not that I had a, I mean, I, I guess you can say it was a passion, but I didn't recognize it as a passion. I was just kind of doing it, you know, it kind of came natural. So uh, for me, yeah, I, I look back on a lot of those things shaped um, and were the start of the things that I'm doing now. And, you know, some things that were, it's kind of like it started in high school and got cultivated in college. And then as we went on to adulthood, you know, kind of fine tuned some of those things. So a lot of that stuff started there for, um, in high school for me. Um, and so, yeah, I remember it. Like, I mean, Tori, I, I feel you, bro. I was Mr. Senior and all, all of that stuff, but the one thing that I can say about high school that I was very appreciative of was like, I was able to be in um, a wide group of, of different people. Like I, I didn't have to hang with just like the black kids. I didn't have to hang with just like the white kids. So because I did different things, you know, baseball, I related to, you know, athletes on from that side, like the music stuff and doing the trips. I related on that side and um, being in different clubs 
all of that. I did a lot, of, you know, a lot of things. So I was able to legit kind of be in all of these different circles and pockets in high school and kind of, um, you know, learn how to really talk to different people, you know what I mean, comfortably and not feel the need to like, oh, yeah, let me just hang over here. You know what I mean? So I didn't I didn't have that problem. man. I, I could go anywhere I wanted to go and and. And, and and then the, the the thing that was beautiful about it, I can do, I can go any one of those different groups and just be me. I didn't have to feel like I had to be different when I was over there or different when I was over here. You know what I mean? So that that was one thing I was appreciative of. Yeah, yeah. Well, guys, you know, you know, before we 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 wrap up, you know, I I have you know a question of my own. It's really a two parter probably. So, but I let you decide which way you want to work uh, answer. So post-college, so post-undergrad, is there anything that you would have done differently or would have liked to have done? Or is there a, a, a defining moment that sticks out to you in your life? You know, so I don't, you know, you can take it either, either one of those directions. Uh, if you want to talk about the defining moment of your life or if there's something you would have done differently, different or would have took advantage of post-college, or you can answer both. Together. I was gonna say, is it okay to answer both? Because I, I have an answer for both, I, and, and I'll start. I'll um, I I think the post college is easy for me, man. Um, I think I would have tried to live in a different city. Um, you know, I had a I had an opportunity to move to LA at one point. Um, you know, with with you know being deeply involved in the music industry and everything. And honestly, man, I feel like. And the only way I can honestly explain this and the reason why I did not move in that direction is because God shut it down. I, I just feel like it was like a moment where I had a plan, a path, a direction. And for some reason, it just it, it's, it, it hit a pit stop, you know? Well, long. you know had i moved in that direction and so purpose always designed for reasons unknown you know mm -hmm. god has a, has a purpose and a plan so that kept me from moving out west when i when i was definitely headed in that direction and tori to answer your other question man which is something that every now and then i reflect on and i honestly feel like this is one of the key moments in my life that set the tone for a lot of other, for a major part of the direction of my life. Mm -hmm. Second grade, right? Long time ago, second grade. Um, my wonderful favorite teacher of all time, who was actually my second grade teacher and my fifth grade teacher, Miss Tina Curtis. Shout out to Miss Tina. If you out there, Miss Tina, you impacted lives. You were great. And uh, so many people loved you. She even got a chance to teach like, you know, Kenan Thompson from SNL. Like she, she was, she's just remarkable, a remarkable woman. Um, so I, I hope she knows that she's appreciated. I'm sure so many other students of hers would say the same thing. She saw talent in me and gave me like the lead singing part in like a school musical type of situation. Mm -hmm. Random, right? Something you would think would never impact somebody. I did not want to do it. I was nervous. I was scared. Somehow, some way, she saw the talent. She looked me in the eye and told me that she believed in me. Mm. From that point on, 
music has always been attached to me. Now, granted, I probably would have be began doing music at some point. It was it was embedded in my family. My dad's, my uncles, my my, my whole family are full, full of musicians. Um, but would I've had the confidence to do it the way that I did it? I don't think I would have without her setting that tone in that one pivotal moment and looking at me. I'll never forget it because I think yeah. it was a game changer for me. And that's second grade, so right. that's the moment. Um, that's first off. That's a a great question, Tori. Um, I think for me there were there were several moments that just kind of shaped everything. Um, number just going down the teachers' lane, there there were two teachers, th well three. Um, so my fifth grade teacher, um, Hazel Wilson, uh, she was just absolute. She was one of those people that she loved to party, but she she made it understood that we don't party until the work is done. And so I just learned work ethic being in her class. Um, the other teacher was Mr. Nelson. Um, my, he, he was my mass media teacher, of course. So uh, that's just that, you know, that's self-explanatory. Uh, the other teacher was Coach White. Coach White was our marketing teacher, um, DECA um, director, mentor. He's a guy that, like, I just I looked up to a lot. And um, he really gave me that push to kind of open my eyes about marketing. Because before meeting him, I didn't have any clue about marketing like intentionally you know i might have been doing some things indirectly but it was just like look man you're really good with like like people you should really look into you know how to um work with with others you know what i mean and, and like you you're that's something that you do well whether you know it or not and so uh that kind of opened my eyes to that direction so those are like just three people that i always kind of look to to help shape some things but um the other moment was honestly bro like truthfully after college um just realizing that the brotherhood that we built in college was still intact um and we were able to truly help each other all like become men um in some shape form or fashion like we all play a different role in each other's lives and you know what i mean like we all like i mean we actually we all were impacted by by the um, the recession, you know what I'm saying. But like I mean, all of us in different ways. But just to see like how we were able to, I mean, Tori, no, I used to crash. <laughs> I, I had home. a joke just then when you said that you were like we were impacted by the recession. I was like the actual recession or like the Jeezy album, because because both, <laughs> <laughs> both, 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 both. But you know, like I mean, I can I can think of countless nights of. Oh, and one homeboy, my roommate, Corey, like three months of rent and sleeping on Tori and Brian's couch because I didn't want to be at home. Oh, and my, my homeboy, like I couldn't just the, the man in me just I couldn't look at his face and just like, bro, I owe you like <laughs> I owe you like three months of rent. Like and I'm like, I'm. I just, that was just tough to do. So, you know, just those moments and all of us, like even music industry, like Marlon and Ace, may, whether they know it or not, like just allowing me to just come and literally be a fly on the wall in sessions with Rock City and Verse and Sham and 
just like, yeah, bro, just come to the studio when I ain't have nothing, absolutely nothing going on. Like, I literally had nothing. <laughs> just like, yeah, bro, just come in, come and hang out. And so it's just like everybody, even all the way up to Brian, like literally changing his entire life and opening up everybody's eyes to like, <laughs> oh, like, if you change, bro, like, yeah, I need to get my life together for real. You know what I'm that saying? Was so, that was a pivotal moment. Yeah. All of those things, and, and just even with Chris, just like watching Chris' journey, and Chris has told y'all about it, but seeing where he is now compared to where he was, like nobody saw that. You know what I mean? Even that was that's a, that's a true transformation of a man, and so like all of those examples, bro, like that really helped shape who I am today. Knowing that we went through some stuff, <laughs> like legit went through some stuff. So yeah, man. Everybody, everybody did definitely. Wow. Yeah, um, yeah, and, and then you know, for me to you know, I, I try to close it out after these two great, you know, <laughs> uh, sorry. Well, you asked the question, bro. <laughs> yeah, you did. You did. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, yeah. for me, I think you know, the what would I change after college? I think, like you, uh, Marlon, I would have took more risk, you know, um. Yeah. Uh, more more chances on myself and betting on myself. Mm, right, right, yeah, bro. I absolutely. Happen. Absolutely. Um, you know, I fortunately have been able to live on the east and the west coast. I lived in D.C. for uh, a while, lived in mm -hmm. L.A. for a brief minute as well. Uh, but I think I wouldn't have been, I would have pushed myself and challenged myself definitely on the west coast because I didn't stay out there long enough, um, mm -hmm. I feel, I think I really, really challenged myself uh, a little bit more uh, and, and really just bet on me. Um, mm -hmm. um, so I think that was, no, no, so I think taking more risk post mm -hmm. um, graduate graduating from uh, undergrad would have been one of the things I do. Um, that was rough. And from from a you know a monumental moment in my life, um, I JD took my first one, which is you know you guys and the impact that you guys have had. Uh, on my life and vice versa. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the other thing will be uh, being able to intern in the White House. Uh, mm. Yeah, that's big. For the yeah, first, bro. for the first and only at this point, African-American uh, <laughs> right, right. president of the United States yeah. of America. Um, that really just wow. opened my eyes and it really put my career in a trajectory that I never would have been on if it wasn't for that. You know, mm -hmm. uh, it pushed me to be more aggressive uh, in the work that I do. It pushed mm -hmm. me to, you know, to excel and, you know, and not stand for just anything in the work I do. Um, and so I do contribute that particular moment uh, what catapulted me. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the, uh, the other one I, I will say, you know, and I'm quite sure you, you guys would say it as well, uh, is marrying my wife. Yeah. Uh, that, that was a Fact very... Sure very momental, uh, monumental uh, moment in my life as well, uh, from being able to start a family, being able to, for us to connect as one, uh, and then, you know, being able to progress now to, you know, we own our own, we got our own home, we both have successful careers, and then two of the best things that we ever did was, you know, we have twin girls. So mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I think for, for me, those are the, the life-changing moments uh, in my life. Uh, mm. that I, that right, I man. yeah absolutely absolutely and just to shoot um mo and myself both some bill like that that was understood we didn't even have to say that that was already 
actually mentioned it. So, you know, you and you in the room with your wife. So you, you oh, yeah. She's sweet. She's okay. sweet. Oh. <laughs> yeah, man. All day. So All what, day, what's going to be the, the black man think thought of the night, man? Oh, you know what? Um, seize the moment. Seize the opportunity. See, I yeah. told you, after 12 o'clock, you be on, man. <laughs> <laughs> he do. Yeah, he do. He do. Seize, seize the opportunity. You know, um, we did a lot of reflecting on this episode. Carpe and, and, right? Carpe yeah. Carpe yeah. Yeah. Seize the day. Seize the day. And, you know, I do want to go on record and say, like, we're reflecting um, for the sake of reflecting, but we're not regretting. And I think that's that's a, a very important distinction, because, you know, when you when you start to live in the past, then that regrets come in and then you start to not appreciate where you are. Um, but it's OK to reflect. You know what I mean? It's OK to reflect and think about some of the things that you've done and uh, look at how they shape who you become today and and just being real with yourself knowing like oh if i would have did some things differently i could have helped set up some things for the future um better so uh you know reflect not regret you know what i mean so uh, and i, I don't that, know that that one statement too before before you mm-hmm. close it out i am proud of the man that i am today i wouldn't change 100%. who i am today there you go there you go. Uh, so, so I just want to make 100%. sure we just yeah. want to make sure that we follow up, you know, and let you guys know that what we're talking about is that, you know, if there was a if there was a time that we got was taken back and this stuff never happened, what has happened to the day? <laughs> Would mm-hmm. we have did some things differently if we know something better? I think everybody would say yes to that. Absolutely. Uh, but I would not yeah. trade my life right now for anything. I love it. Uh so we just wanted to reflect and let you know that, you know, as you get older, you're supposed to impart wisdom to the younger generations. And so that's, we're basically imparting that, that knowledge to you on things that you should tackle and mm-hmm. going forward in your life. So. Yeah. But you preach it now. You preach That's a bar. Though. That's a bar. But look, man, it's the Black Man Thing Podcast. Man, thank y'all for listening. As always, subscribe, rate, and review. Um, and, and send us questions, man. We want to be a little more interactive uh, with you guys. So uh, make sure you send questions. And if you have a concern or something that, you know, you, a topic you may want us to cover or something that you legit just want to talk about, like send us those questions. DM us on our um, IG account, Twitter, all things social, man. Really, just go to blackmanthink.com and everything you need is there. Uh, but, yeah, we want to hear from you. This is this is a two-way street. You know what I mean? So uh, that's the most important thing. But, hey, that's it. We'll see y'all next week. <laughs> see y'all next week. All right. Peace <laughs> out, guys. See y'all next time. Yeah. The Black Men Think Podcast.